please put your hands together for our first comic coming to the stage, Joseph Schles. Hi, hi everybody, hello. You guys, we did it. Oh, we're out of the house, we're here. Oh, we made it through a pandemic, pandemic's over, kind of. Um, I did nothing for the last year and a half. I did nothing productive. Um, I did not write a screenplay. I did not clean my apartment. Um, I sat in a chair for a year and a half and it was great. Um, the most I accomplished was, now I can tell you what every flavor of Ben and Jerry's tastes like. So that's something, thank you, yes. Um, I know a lot of you have never seen me before, but you can tell I put on COVID weight, okay? We know, it's okay, just a little. Okay, it was a lot. Um, no, but I haven't done anything for the last year, so I don't have a ton of new material. Uh, it's gonna be some old jokes, but honestly, I think it's still relevant. Bear with me, all right? So they're talking about building this wall now, and I'm not gonna do it. I'm not doing any wall material, don't worry. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Joseph Schles, and I'm a homosexual. Oh my God, thank you so much. Oh, thank y'all, thank y'all. I'd like to mention this right away, just because this first story that I like to tell might be confusing if you don't already know that. Sometimes I dive in, people get confused when I don't preface. So anyway, now you know. So the other day I was blowing this guy and I really enjoyed it. I should have gotten his name, you know? Hmm, no, you might have been able to tell that I was gay before I even said anything. I don't know. I don't have the best self-perception. I don't know how I'm coming across to people until they let me know, which they love to do. Um, a while back, I was hanging out with a couple friends of mine, these two guys, good-looking, fit guys, um, who were straight, um, because I am an ally. And um, we were talking to this new guy who we had just met. He's this kind of like big, hefty comedian dude. And he was talking about chicks, and then he was talking about the apocalypse, and I was like, I don't know how we got there, you know? I kind of checked out when he was talking about chicks. And um, <laughs> the point he was making, he was saying, you know, right now, fit guys like you might be getting all the chicks, but after the apocalypse, fat guys like us are gonna be kings. And I was like, did a fat man join our conversation? Where did this jovial ninja come from, you know? But then I was like, hey, I think he's talking about me. I was like, hey, when you said fat guys like us are gonna be kings, we Talking about me, he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, do you think I'm straight? Because not even after the apocalypse, buddy. Not even then. Uh, but besides that guy, most people are not too surprised to find out that I'm gay. Most people are like, yeah, I saw that coming when you said hello. Um, which made coming out very easy for me. My mom was like, it's okay. Anyway, I always knew. And I was always like, I wonder what gave me away, you know? Um, so I did some reflecting, and I think the answer is my obsession with the 90s Disney movie soundtrack, Pocahontas. Um, oh, so good, right? And I think there's only a certain number of times you can listen to your 11-year-old son singing, should I marry Cocoaum? Before you start to suspect, you know, I think, that's, I think that's what gave me away. Turns out she should have married Cocoaum, guys, yikes. Um, <laughs> No, but like I said, most people are not surprised to find out that I'm gay. People are, however, much more surprised to find out that I am very slutty. Um, I'm a big old hoe, and this catches people off guard, and I understand why. I know it's not the vibe I put out. I know I have a very Paul Blart mall cop vibe. Um, wow, wow. No one's gonna argue with me. Okay, thanks. 
Um, no, but listen, when you are a plus-size model like me, um, or as I like to call myself, a role model, thank you so much. Sometimes it's difficult. It can be challenging to maintain the level of sluttiness that I like to stay at, you know what I mean? And it's frustrating, and sometimes I'm just like, ugh, whose dick do I gotta suck around here just to get to suck somebody's dick, you know? But I manage, guys, I manage. Oh, let's shift gears. I'm from Moreno Valley, California, um, which, oh, hey, yeah, okay. Um, if you don't know, uh, it is in Southern California. It's in the Inland Empire. It's the IE Moval 909. Um, that's right. We love our area code there. We really do. Um, it's a really diverse city, which I always loved growing up. Um, but because of that, I feel like I didn't have a good grasp on racism. I always just thought, you know, we're all poor and in it together. Um, and in middle school, my only friends were black girls, which is, I think, the only reason that I never got beat up. Because if there was... That's right, thank you so much. Um, if there was one group of people that nobody in my middle school wanted to fuck with, it was the black girls. Because black girl magic is real. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. It's true. It's true. Um, so whenever dudes would come and fuck with me and be like, hey, Joseph, are you a faggot? I'd be like, what? Oh my God, no. <laughs> How did he know? You know? You'd always hear someone be like, hey, Jovan, leave him alone. That's the homie. I'd be like, thanks, Cassie. You know, they always had my back. And it wasn't until high school that I kind of uh, noticed racism in the world for the first time. Um, I was at the mall shopping at a Miller's Outpost, rest in peace, and um, I was with a girlfriend of mine, and she went off to look at girls' clothes, and I was looking at baggy carpenter jeans. It was a different time. And um, after a couple of minutes, she came up to me, and she was like, can we go? I want to leave. And I was like, why? Are you not finding anything you like here? And she was like, no, it's just that the woman who works here keeps following me around because she thinks I'm going to steal something. And I was like, no way. Maybe she's just trying to be helpful, you know? <laughs> and my friend looked at me and she was just like, oh, Joseph, you just don't understand because you're white. And that was the first time in my life I was like, holy shit, you know, this is white privilege and that's fucked up, right? I was mad about it and I was like angry that they would treat my friend this way so I marched up to the woman who works there and I said excuse me we didn't find anything we like today thank you so much and I walked out of that store with $248 worth of stolen merchandise you guys they picked the wrong one those racist fucks mm. it's a good day hmm what else about me? Let's see. Um, I was a chubby kid growing up. I was a fat kid. And, um, you know, one time I saw uh, another comedian start a joke that way. He was like, I was a fat kid growing up. And there was a couple of people who were like, what? And he was like, yeah, it's true. Let me tell you about it. And I was like, okay. It was like kind of a funny joke, but I kind of checked out because I thought, man, that must be so amazing to get up on a stage in front of an audience full of people, tell them you were a fat kid, and then be met with surprise. You guys did not act very surprised when I just said it. I don't appreciate that. <sighs> But I've always had struggles with my weight. It is one of the many things I have in common with Oprah, so I do take some pride. Take some pride in that. And listen, I love my body. I think all bodies are beautiful. Everybody is a bikini body. Yes, it's true. Um, but I would like to lose a little weight. And it's like, I know I need to go to the gym. I know, I know, I know I need to go to the gym. It's just like, everything there is so heavy. Oh, I don't wanna. 
Um, I've been noticing sometimes on social media people using hashtag fat kid, like you see it here and there, hashtag fat kid. But it's never somebody who was probably a fat kid, right? It's always like some like muscle dude who's like just finished leg day, time for a sushi lunch, hashtag fat kid. And, um, or like some like hot Instagram girl who's like at Disneyland with a churro being like, churro life, hashtag fat kid. And it's like, you know, she didn't even finish that churro, you know? And it makes me so angry. I'm like, you don't get hashtag fat kid, okay? You don't get hashtag fat kid unless you know what it's like to be 12 years old at a pool party pulling your wet t-shirt out from underneath your boy boobs, okay? You don't get hashtag fat kid, that belongs to us. It's one of my pet peeves. It just like drives me nuts, I hate it. Um, and maybe it's irrational, I have a lot of irrational pet peeves. Uh, for example, I hate when people take bites out of bite-sized things, I'm like, what are you trying to prove? Just eat it. Um, I hate when there is an escalator available and people choose to take the stairs next to it. I'm like writing up like, you're not better than me. You know? And they're like, well, I'm just working on my fitness. And I'm like, no, what you're doing is shitting on thousands of years of human innovation, okay? You're disrespecting the man whose genius created the escalator. You know, you're spitting on the grave of Henry T. Escalator or whoever the fuck invented escalators. I don't know, it doesn't matter. My point is you're not better than me. Um, I also really hate how slowly people sing the birthday song. Have we noticed this? Every time the cake turns the corner, people are like, <gasps> happy birthday. And I'm always like, what is happening? I try to pick up the pace. I'm like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. But nobody joins on. So now I'm just the asshole by myself. And they're like, be birthday. Nobody even sounds good singing this song. And the cake is literally on fire, all right? Let's speed this up. The longer we take to get through the song, the longer it's gonna be before I get cake. And I love cake. Hashtag fat kid. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I do love cake, it's true. Um, all right, let's see, shifting gears. I don't know if you remember, I mentioned this earlier in my set, um, I'm gay and Actually, I'm what they call a gold star gay, which if you don't, okay. If you don't know what that means, it means I've never had sex with a lady. It makes me LGBT elite. Thank you so much. Um, and actually, I was a C-section baby, which makes me a platinum gay. Oh my God, can you believe? Mm. All right, now listen. I have to take a moment to throw in a little caveat here. I recently found out that it is problematic to suggest that being a gold star gay makes you LGBT elite, and I understand why. You know what I mean? It's not cool to suggest that your gayness, seniority, has anything to do with your proximity to a vagina, right? Vaginas are great. And there are a lot of amazing men who have vaginas, and there's a lot of beautiful women with penises, right? So we want to embrace all of that. And also, I think we all know the only thing that does make you LGBT elite is having a six pack. So actually, I'm far from qualified. Um, and to be frank, it is possible that I have had sexual interaction with somebody who identifies as female, but to be honest, I don't really know because it is a little bit awkward to ask somebody their pronouns through a glory hole. I just <laughs> haven't figured out a way to breach that subject. Um, but that being said, I am a platinum gay. I like a lot of stereotypically gay things. I was telling a friend of mine, I think that RuPaul is like the gay Oprah. And yes, and my friend was like, Joseph, I think that's the gayest thing you ever said. And I was like, that can't be right, you know? Um, <laughs> So then she was like, well, what do you think is the gayest thing you ever said? So I thought about it, 
And I think the answer might be, oh, I love it, sir. Okay, okay. Mixed reaction, that's okay. I understand the mixed reaction, you guys. If I'm being honest, I wasn't sure if that was gonna be a good joke or if it was just a stupid gag. Um, thank you so much, everybody.